Welcome everybody to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we talk about slam dunks, movie flops, and political foibles. I'm your host, Nick, Mr. Podcast Wagella, and I'm here joined with my brother, Mitchell Wagella, for the first time in over a year. Mitchell, welcome to episode number 69, nice, uh, 169. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's freaking nice, dude. It's so fucking nice, baby. On to year four of the podcast. How are you, brother? Oh, man. You know, I'm just living. Uh, you know, just dubs in it up, as they call me. Yeah. Good old, good old dubsy. Mitchell Mitch dubs will get the rap star from across the yeah. pond. And by across the pond, I only mean that for our listeners in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're getting hyped today. No, I'm doing good. I just started a new job. Um, I can work completely remote 100% of the time. That's beautiful. Just got over coronavirus, so I have antibodies now, and I'm invincible and can do whatever I want. Nice. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> freaking nice. I understand stonks, that's not bro. how the science works, so please don't write in. I'm trading stonks now. <laughs> so I just buy low and sit back and watch my profits. <laughs> so do- Dodge Army. Dodge Army game, GME. All right. Well, enough about you, Mitchell. We should talk about what we are drinking on this podcast today. Um, so if you wouldn't mind grabbing a beer from the Center Cauldron, uh, and don't burn yourself on the lit fire we have in the studio because we are doing things up in year four, everyone. Year four. Beer, beer, beer. Okay, today we are drinking a Samuel Adams. Is that is how it's pronounced? That's exactly how it's pronounced. Nice work. Okay, and it's a it's a wicked hazy. Let's get wicked, dude. It's a wicked hazy. This is a Boston beer. Uh, <laughs> I know it is, but <laughs> it's a juicy New England IPA. Got six point eight percent alcohol by volume in this boy with thirty five IBUs. Juicy, hazy, and full on wicked. Wicked hazy New England IPA is. Bursting with fresh fruit aroma, packing punches of orange, mango, and pineapple. It's delightfully drinkable with a full flavor and a smooth, silky finish. Nice. Crack it open and be prepared. It's wicked delicious. Cool beans. (laughs) Let's pack these open. We're keeping this episode high energy. and We're not going to have any moments of silence except for right now when we drink these beers. Yup. Well, I'll say, that is a pretty smooth IPA. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, doesn't taste like an IPA. But also, I think my taste buds are changing, because I drink coffee black now, and I think that's disgusting. But you do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I still, at this point, sometimes I'm drinking, I'm like, God, this is gross, why am I not putting anything in this? But I'm also like, I'm not going to waste cream. <laughs> <laughs> Can't waste the cream over yeah. here. <laughs> why, why buy cream if I can drink it black? Yeah, I just like to come in my coffee. That's my version of cream. So, We're taking this up to the next level. It's episode 169. Mitchell, what's your favorite sex position? Uh, <laughs> doggy! <laughs> ruff, ruff, ruff! <laughs> Where's the sound drops? It's dog, dog style! <laughs> I like it animal style. <laughs> a um, jackhammer, to be serious. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, not a bad beer. Um... You know, uh, Sam Adams, normally for me, I don't really like him that much. I'm sorry, Kelly. I know you're from Boston. Um, but... <laughs> all right. Um, all right. All right. I mean, 
but this one is not too bad. <laughs> Mitchell, are you excited to talk about slam dunks today? Oh, yeah, man. I'm totally prepared. I watched the NBA like, er, die. <laughs> are you excited to talk about the newest characters added to the Super Smash Brothers franchise today? Oh, yeah, man. I'm for our conversation earlier. I'm obviously well-versed on that as well. And talk- are you oh. excited to talk about Ted Cruz going on a vacation? Oh, man. Teddy Cruz coming back at you again. <laughs> Beer number one. Sports. The second domino has fallen in the NFL quarterback madness landscape. Carson Wentz has been traded from the Philadelphia Eagles to the Indianapolis Colts for a third-round pick this year and a conditional second-round pick next year that could be a first if Carson Wentz plays 75% of his games or 70% and the Colts make the playoffs. Mitchell, do you think who do you think won that trade? Uh, I would say that the... Well, I mean, I think the Colts won the trade. If, I mean, it depends, right? If Carson Wentz works out, that's going to be the best trade ever. Giving up a second and a third or maybe a first and a second, depending on how they end up. <laughs> that could go down in history if he plays at the kind of level that he played at before his injury before the Super Bowl. But since then, he's been terrible and awful. Carson Wentz is paired up again with Frank Reich, the offensive coordinator back in the Philadelphia Super Bowl run, and the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Me, as a Colts fan for most of my life, I'm pretty excited about this because I feel like the Colts got a steal if they could return Carson Wentz to what he once was, the promising young boy out of North Dakota State. Ooh, is there another quarterback in the draft from North Dakota State that I really want the Lions to get? Maybe we'll talk about that in a minute. What's his name? Drew Pants or something? Uh, <laughs> Drew Pants, yes. <laughs> Drew Pants, the Trey Lance, the stab you in the dick with my romance. Um, <laughs> oh, we're getting saucy. <laughs> we keep it saucy here. Um, as for the Eagles aspect of the trade, they give away Carson Wentz, who... Um, obviously, like most quarterbacks, can't perform when you're constantly under pressure like Patrick Mahomes was in the Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, where the best quarterback on earth still couldn't do anything. Um, so I think shame on the Eagles for giving up so early on Carson Wentz and turning the franchise over to Jalen Hurts. That's uh, going to hurt you in the end. That might hurt you in the end. You are in the weakest division in the NFL last year, and... Probably not next year because Dak will be back in the Washington Red football team. <laughs> I, I, it also depends. Like, how much of a cap hit did Philly suffer with Ca- Carson Wentz? Did they take the full punishment, or did the Colts take some of it, or all of it? Or? They took the largest cap hit in NFL history. I believe it's thirty-eight million dollars. Jesus Christ, dude! They got railed, and, and they literally came out and said, "We want what the Lions got for Stafford." Not good. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm still shocked about Stafford's value, but it's all right. I haven't really talked that much about Matthew Stafford on this podcast, um, um, but the Lions, obviously, you guys know this by now, got a haul for Matthew Stafford trading him to the Rams when Matthew Stafford has much less accomplishments in his career than the quarterback we received in return, Jared Goff, who has played and started in a Super Bowl, won a playoff game this year. And... We still got two first round picks, yeah. a third round pick. Yeah, he did win a win a game a playoff game this year with a broken thumb. So exactly, you talk about Stafford's toughness. Talk about Jared Goff's hands for a minute, Mitchell. What do you think about them? Oh man, his hands are so nice, sexy. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, big time, man. No, but Jared Goff is uh, pretty cool too. I've seen actually him in a uh, one of those viral videos. I think the kids call it where he pretended to be a walk-on quarterback and went into like a lower college and just lit up 
a practice in front of all of these like quarterbacks. Like they're like, damn, I'm going to lose my job. And he's like, uh, psych. I'm Jared Goff, bitch. Psych. I look like Ryan Gosling, oh, um, but just like a B list actor version of it. Um, but we have, uh, the quarterback carousel still going around in the NFL with many more dominoes to fall. Deshaun Watson being the biggest and most prized possession of all of them. Do you think Deshaun Watson stays in Houston or maybe gets straight to his preferred destination, Miami? I think, honestly, if I was Deshaun Watson, what I'm doing in this scenario is I'm going to legitimately hold out for an entire year like Le'Veon Bell if they don't trade me. And it's not because I think that he can't be successful on the Texans. It's just because, like, honestly, if you make this big of a thing and then you just go out and play for the Texans again, like, you're just kind of weak and you're giving so much fucking power to NFL franchise owners. If you don't want to be somewhere, regardless if you sign that contract, they should feel obligated to move you, even if you're a fucking star player like that. But if it's up to me, I don't I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I think he's going to fold. I think the Texans should should stop being such little bitches and just fucking trade somebody who doesn't want to play for your franchise. Fuck that. Why are you holding this player hostage when you can get a massive hole in return for him when your team fucking sucks and you're going to waste the best years his prime? I know you can turn things around quickly in the NFL, but that is based on draft picks, and I don't think they have a first-round draft pick until 2022. Yeah, Three. Also, like <laughs> something people forget is like, and I don't think he was good, and I don't think he deserved it, but I think it was like an alternate, alternate. But like Joey Harrington made a Pro Bowl early in his career. But if you get beaten down and lose constantly, or you just don't feel like you have a future somewhere, you're not gonna play good. So if Deshaun Watson doesn't want to play in Houston, he tech, all he would have to do is just be bad enough to get benched, <laughs> and then they could <laughs> cut him, and he'd be like, okay, yeah, so I'm good now. I figured it out again. Prove I didn't. Yeah, he's actually doing the Texans a favor by requesting a trade rather than going your your strategy. Um, if I'm the Texans, this is what I do. And uh, I try to trade Deshaun Watson straight up for the first overall pick with Jacksonville and just take Trevor Lawrence and start with that. Um, and I even if like that's all the, the, the Jaguars are going to give you, it's still Trevor Lawrence a quarterback graded as high as Andrew Luck was when he first came out, yeah. but not as smart as Andrew Luck where he's not going to uh, quit on you early for health reasons. Um, so if that's what I do, if I'm the Texans, maybe if, unless you can get more, maybe you get a – because the Texans are loaded with first-round picks. Maybe you get, give them Deshaun Watson, and then you get back so – you're going to get their first overall, and you, maybe you get their second pick in the first round. And if you're, if you're the Jaguars – Fucking damn, dude. Fucking do that. Deshaun yeah, Watson I mean, is better than most quarterbacks in the NFL that aren't named Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be way more than that. Like, I mean, like probably three first-round picks and players is what I would assume his value is at an absolute minimum. Like, I just don't think – if he truly does want to get traded, but nobody is going to offer up at least two first-round picks and multiple second and thirds or three first-round picks, I would not – in a world consider trading Deshaun Watson. And I would just be front with them. If I'm the Texans, I'd be like, look, I will happily move you. But if they're not going to give me at least three first round picks for a franchise quarterback who set records last year, like multiple franchise records and NFL records for like completions and shit. Mm. I'm not going to fucking trade you. I'm not going to give you up for two first round picks. Like, fuck that. We got one pick, right? 
we have two picks right in the last 20 years, and one of them we just left in free agency. And now we're going to have you traded? Get the I fuck mean, out of here. You got to have, like, like, if you think of the level of difference between quarterbacking that Matthew Stafford and Deshaun Watson are. It's insane. You have to be able to get, like, twice as much as you got for Stafford, right? Exactly. Which is two firsts, a third, and a... Um, a quarterback that is probably the sexiest quarterback not named Jimmy Garoppolo or Tom Brady in the league. Ryan Gosling with an arm. Yeah. Nice. 69. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's 169. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. How are you thinking about the Jets and their future with Sam Darnold? They currently hold the number two overall picked, and they are uh, most people are mocking them to draft BYU quarterback superstar breakout Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. Oh, man, what a guy. I'm Wilson. I'm Wilson. <laughs> Shout out to Dylan. Um, yeah, so Zach Wilson, I don't I don't know much about him, honestly. Don't, don't really care to look into him either for some reason. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, Zach Wilson. For some reason, I'm betting he's not going to work out. Um, but also... If I the was, Jets take him, I think that's a safe bet. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I could see him trading out, honestly. I could see them trading out of the first, like, you know... Three or two, they're two, right? Yeah, they are two. I could see him trading the second pick and moving back to maybe where like the Falcons are. I think the Falcons are going to make a move for a quarterback. Um, and if they really want somebody, I could see them moving there. But I partially feel like they're not going to really rush to a quarterback because I think they do still think Sam Darnold has something. Yeah, if I'm the Jets, I don't just take Zach Wilson, like, unless you trade Sam Darnold beforehand. The Jets off like Zach Wilson's going to be ruined in that offense. They have they have nothing. Right. Like I probably draft Penny Sewell, the stud can't miss offensive lineman of this draft, and you know try to work with Sam Darnold or preferably I would trade back with like you were suggesting with a team that needs like like the Carolina Panthers who right, yeah. desperately tried to trade for uh, Matthew Stafford, but. Didn't give up as much as the Rams, or maybe some conspiracy theory here. Brad Holmes comes from the Rams organization, so maybe he threw them a bone, which if that's the case, I don't want to hear about it because that makes me mad if yeah. we could have got a better trade offer. But the Jets should not draft Zach Wilson. I know he's getting mocked there. I say that it's a dumbass thing. Unless you think Zach Wilson grades higher than... I, I, he'd have to he'd have to be a, like a top five quarterback in the league, and I don't think Zach, I think Zach Wilson's a little bit more of a scrambly Matthew Stafford, and I only think that because that's what people tell me on the podcasts I listen to. Not that I ever watched a fucking yeah. second of him throwing footballs or even any part of his highlights. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, I would probably I don't know. Like, I'm not a hundred percent sold on Trey Lance to be honest, but I would definitely take Justin Fields over Zach Zach Wilson. Like. Mm-hmm. I just I, don't, I would because he's I think he's had a bigger stage. He succeeded on that. He has great stats. He's athletic. Like I I would take him a hundred times over. But once again, I haven't really looked into Zach Wilson and <laughs> the minimal that I have. I just was like, okay, cool. He's he can throw the ball. So can fifteen quarterbacks at a college level. Well, it's time for Nick Wagella bold prediction. I think Trey Lance is going to be the best quarterback out of this draft class, including Trevor Lawrence. And whoever lands him, that team is going to be a perennial winner. He is the next Patrick Mahomes. He just needs a year and a half to develop. He is a runner. He is a scrambler. He's got arm strength. He's been accurate. I know he played against lower competition over there at North Dakota State. But the man can ball based on the 
four minutes of highlights I watched. Yeah. <laughs> one time. <laughs> and I know, Mitchell, the last time you were on this pod, maybe not the last time, but one of the previous times on this podcast, we did rank quarterbacks from the draft class oh, that no, included no. Josh Rosen, and we both picked, picked him as the number one, and he is I, I struggling still, to find a job right I now. I still think that he was pretty good in his rookie year, and I think that people didn't give him enough credit. Like, there's a whole highlight reel of just, like, 30 passes that would have changed games where Josh Rosen hit him right in the fucking face mask and they just dropped the ball. You know how terrible the Cardinals offense was three years ago? Oh, Zoink, so sorry. <laughs> what are you, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl where you're just making amazing, incredible passes somehow and it's going off people's face masks? Yeah, but same thing when he got to Miami. Like, he had a bunch of, like, receiver-caused issues and I feel like he never got, like, a fair shake. But I will admit that we completely biffed it. We biffed, yeah, we biffed that. That's for oh, sure. Yeah. I also thought there was zero, zero possibility that the Cleveland Browns took Baker number one there. Yeah, well, <laughs> we we don't. So do, what we're saying is, don't listen to us. Trey Lance is gonna suck. Zach Wilson's gonna be amazing. No, fuck that. We've had some good calls too. Like I called Patrick Mahomes being good. I knew that he was gonna be a fucking dog. I, I held, I held him on was. a I held him on a fantasy league for an entire year that he sat on the bench just because I was like, nah, this dude's a dog. <laughs> He's gonna get his playing time. And that's my guy. But I mean, you know, take it with a grain of salt. So there's a lot of mock drafts out there that have the Falcons selecting a quarterback when they already have Matt Ryan under contract, and he has publicly stated that if they draft a rookie, he's not going to be happy. Does Matt Ryan get moved or not? Well, I mean, no. I I, I don't think he gets moved this year. Like, it doesn't matter to him. Like, you cannot be happy, but he's probably going to go into the year knowing that it's like a contract year, essentially, you know, and I think that'll motivate him. I bet Matt Ryan, if that does happen, I bet Matt Ryan has a career year. Well, we will see. I think Matt Ryan is a much worse Matthew Stafford. Uh, well, actually, no, he's That's not. A former he, MVP. He is nothing about. like Matthew Stafford. You're talking about a to be former honest. MVP. Um, Matt Ryan, I think, would probably do pretty well if he was reunited with Kyle Shanahan over there in San Francisco, but I don't exactly know how that would work out. I think they might be a little content going in there with Jimmy Garoppolo, the sexiest quarterback. You know in where all he of them. needs to go? He needs to go to Chicago. Fuck that, dude. I don't want him here, but I mean, actually, I don't care. Matt Ryan's gonna be a Kirk Cousins. He's a he's he's a little bit better than Kirk Cousins. I mean, you give Matt Ryan, uh, Allen Robinson, and then hand the ball off to David Montgomery. That's basically all he had his career. He might as well just keep going. Matt Ryan going to Chicago does not guarantee that Allen Robinson will be there. For he is a free agent this year. Yeah, I think he would come back if Matt Ryan went. Do you? Yeah, he do just you, wants, I think do he just wants somebody that can throw him the ball. Oh, that's actually, why he went from Blake Bortles to Mitchell Trubisky. And then Matt yeah, Ryan, also, like, come he, on. He went there when Mitchell Trubisky was supposed to be awesome. And then he did have a great first year. Allen Robinson is going to the Colts book it. They're pairing up with Carson Wentz and T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell and the other receiver. It's a rookie that I forget his name. There was a rookie. Oh, um, Jonathan something? 
You're thinking of Jonathan Taylor, and no, I'm not. That is a running back, Mitchell. On Michael your Pittman. Dynasty Michael team. Pittman. <laughs> yes, there it is. So maybe I knew not, it was some basic ass maybe names. Maybe he's not going to go to the Colts because there already is a stacked wide receiving core. Yeah. But I think Allen Robinson is going to want to go to a place where he can like maybe sign a short deal, make a bunch more money with a decent quarterback throwing to him. Like think of some quarterback needy teams. Maybe at that point, Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence sounds nice, where you can be the lead dog and you already have dj chark a young receiver stepping up coming into the elites and um lavishka chenault in there as the third slot man lavishka chenault (laughs) (laughs) you said it like he was entering a wwe match (laughs) i don't know if you expected me to have this much much energy during this podcast but i'm feeling wild coming into this yeah i ran out of a little bit of the steam (laughs) as as i'm sure you can tell well then we will pivot to a different sport unless you want to keep talking about the quarterback carousel i mean to be be fair whatever sport you pivot to i'm not going to be able to talk about (laughs) (laughs) if we're not talking about the nfl baby oh i don't know in that case drew Brees has yet to retire but the NFL just announced that their salary cap minimum at, it's going to be this year is $180 million, which puts the Saints at $67 million over the cap already. What the fuck is that team going to do? Oh, my God. Does Alvin yeah. Kamara stay on that team? Uh, I think so because he's too far into his contract. Like, There's points where like that's the thing. These NFL teams bind themselves. They fence themselves into these players because they sign them to these huge, massive contracts. Mm-hmm. That have these like huge penalties if you have anything that goes wrong in the first two years. Like, what, when's the last time a team with a really high, highly paid running back won a Super Bowl? Oh man, I don't know. I don't either. When's the last time a team with a really highly paid wide receiver won a Super Bowl? Last year. Is Tyreek Hill already have his contract? Um. No, I meant like uh, this year. Mike Evans has a contract. That's true. So it is. Uh, Godwin, I don't think, is re-signed, and I'm pretty sure Antonio Brown's is tiny. So, yeah, but I'm pretty sure. But Evans Mike is Evans is also, I think, on the later years, not right away. I mean, yeah. yeah okay. And I think, I guess, I think Tyreek Hill, the year before, already had a big contract. And who was the team before the Chiefs? Again, Patriots? Of course. Yeah, the New England be- Patriots. Before the Patriots. Who was the, not including the Patriots. Patriots. <laughs> oh, the Eagles. The Eagles won. Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, well, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey didn't really contribute. Um, the key to winning a Super Bowl, in my opinion, is... Didn't he catch a touchdown in the Super Bowl? <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. It was Nick fucking Foles throwing to him. I don't know what happened then. No, that was my favorite Super Bowl of all time. That was not mine, because Tom Brady lost, and um, I don't really care about the Eagles. I got to see Kelly, at first, get really annoyed that I was so happy for the Patriots losing. Not because she's, like, mad or anything. You know, she doesn't really care, but... From Boston! You know, she's, like, awesome. she's like, okay, yeah, I get it. And then, all of a sudden, it flashed over to this really old couple... And it was like, have been waiting a hundred years to see the Eagles win a Super Bowl or something like that. And she's like, oh my God, I'm an Eagles fan. (laughs) (laughs) And it was Caitlin Olsen and Rob McElhenry. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Um, uh, But yeah, um, I don't know. Like signing a running back to a big deal sounds very terrible to your team. Think of the Cowboys. Think of the Saints. I mean, the Saints might have done better if they wouldn't have had Drew Brees noodle arm. As their quarterback and as their backups, Taysom Hill, the 
Swiss Army Knife idiot and Jameis Winston, the natural idiot, as backing them up. But, um, you know, the Cowboys probably were never going to be good with Zeke on his deal. And other than that, who are the other big running backs that I'm forgetting about that have big contracts that aren't still on their rookie deals? Like, of course, Saquon Barkley, Um, the oft-injured. I mean, Christian McCaffrey. Just signed that huge extension. Zoinks. Got injured all year. <laughs> Noise. Um, there is rumor out that Carolina is making a push for Deshaun Watson. Do they want to include Christian McCaffrey? But why would Houston want to take on another yeah, stupid-ass running back? Here's a random plug, but I get all every single one of my insider pieces of NFL information has almost never been wrong. And the person I get it from is at my sports update or my NFL update on Twitter. That dude is just like a random reporter, but he's got so many followers now, but he used to have like none. But that guy tweeted about it and he's like, uh, report the report of this offer from Carolina is not an actual report. This is Twitter <laughs> nonsense. And like you click into it. And it's like, look, it didn't come from anywhere. Like this is just a tweet <laughs> and it got spread around like yeah. information. <laughs> yeah. So they did not make that, uh, that offer according to my source. Okay, well, good, because that, uh, I mean, for Carolina, that probably, I would have done that. But also, by Mike the way, Davis, if you, I think, is a fine running back. If you hear this, my NFL update, I don't like that you no longer live tweet the draft before they announce it on actual television. That sucks. This dude used to go to the NFL draft and live tweet the moment that it happened, and it would, like, it exposed a delay with the NFL draft. It's like a three-minute delay almost. Mm. But he'd post it three minutes before, like, Everyone oh. was doing that. Even even Schefter was. Oh, was time. he? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I didn't know. This guy just I I kind of hated it because I was watching the draft one year and I kept getting these updates. I'm like, oh well, I know who's coming. Yeah, the, <laughs> like they they had to do it. Big Twitter made them do that because you know, or not Big Twitter, but Big ESPN because who's gonna watch the fucking draft? It's already boring as fuck. You're just waiting on the hinges of your seat to see who your team picks. But if you already see it on Twitter, like okay, well I'm just gonna re- be refreshing my phone over. Yeah, also something you should check out is um, just, I mean, you can Google Vikings drafting Justin Jefferson. But this video, this video of them in their uh, war room, like they're sitting there talking and I forget who picked before that. Oh, the Eagles picked before them. And um, they picked Jalen Rager right before uh, the Vikings took Justin Jefferson. Oh, my God. And they're sitting in the war room as they're up and they're like, I mean, there's a lot of receivers that they could potentially take, but like there's no way, right? Like, so who do we, who do we take? And, like, they're talking – they don't say his name, but they're talking about Justin Jefferson. And they're like, I mean, I don't know who they would take. Maybe they'll take, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, nah, like, we gotta, we have to be ready for him to be gone. And then it's like the Eagles select Jalen Ray, and they all just start laughing. <laughs> they're like, oh, my God. And, like, they literally just turn to me and go, yeah, no, no, yeah, of course, Jefferson, go, go. <laughs> and, like, just immediately took him. They laughed in the face of the Eagles and then took the, like, you know, the – Probably if quarterbacks weren't so important, the rookie of the year. Yep. Um, most definitely. Dude, noise. <laughs> um, Toit. Yeah, other than that, is there anything else big going on in the NFL? Oh, something we forgot to talk about. J.J. Watt has been released by the Texans. Yep. And is mulling his options. I really want him to go to Pittsburgh because I want him to play with his two brothers. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because I am a person with two brothers also two and a half really um but 
give me him on Pittsburgh. You know, maybe they need to figure out what the fuck they're going to do with Ben Roethlisberger because they are a quarterback away from being a contender again. Imagine if that team would have got Matthew Stafford. I mean, come on. Do, 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 do. But. They didn't. They are probably gonna. <laughs> they Good are probably Lord, gonna man. run with old Mister Heinzfield, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, why? Like they let this guy fucking run the show, man. Like he's like a toddler that nobody has ever punished in their life. Like this dude runs the entire household. There, Ben just fucking complains. Like they draft a quarterback in the third round, and he publicly complains about it when he's thirty-eight years old, almost. Like. Come on. Yeah. I do not like Big Ben in any aspect. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think anybody can put up the numbers he does if you throw the ball 47 times a game. But he has a really good off-the-field record. Oh, man. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he has a really good off-the-field record when it comes to convictions. <laughs> but, yeah. So, looking at the Steelers, I don't know what they're going to do with their receivers. So, they have one of the most talented receiver receiving core in the NFL. Um, James Conner apparently is a free agent, or maybe he's not, but they don't like him because I don't like him. Um, yeah, I don't. They they're probably gonna sign someone stupid like Chris Carson, who is exactly the same as James Conner. He's Chris sucks. Carson. Chris Carson. <laughs> no, nah, Chris Carson. Done. In my opinion. I don't think he starts more than four more games in his career. All right. Well, um, uh, that concludes the NFL update for this segment of the podcast. Now we move on to everyone's favorite sport, the NBA. Oh yeah. Have you been watching any of the NBA, Mitchell? I'm assuming no. Man, let me tell you this. No. <laughs> um, uh, what do you? How do you feel about the Pistons this year? Do you have any knowledge of the Pistons? Um, no. We have we have like a good young guy, right? Can you name a single Piston that isn't Blake Griffin? Wow, why'd you have to say that? Blake <laughs> Griffin, man, You're putting me right on the spot. Blake Griffin, though this is news. Blake Griffin has been told not to suit up. And not to play on the team while they work out trying to trade him or more likely buying him out of his contract because who the fuck wants Blake Griffin right now? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, God damn, dude. Nope, I don't think I can. All right. Well, um, <laughs> that is interesting. You're going to hate this conversation. But is something I heard on 97 with the ticket today is – actually, let me just no, ask, ask it because I think it's funny that you think I'm going to have an answer. <laughs> what do you think – out of all the Det- the big four Detroit sports, mm-hmm. as in the Tigers, the Red Wings, yeah, the I, Pistons, the Lions, yeah, who do you think the best athlete we have on all the teams is? That's not currently a free agent. Correct. You can't pick Kenny Galladay. <laughs> okay. Um, best athlete that we have out of all of them. Like, who is someone that's really gonna be a part of this team? For a long time, that is like really good. Like, who is our who is our best player in in all? De- who? Because Matthew Stafford's gone. Who is the face of Detroit sports right now? T.J. Hawkinson. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> T.J. Hawkinson might be the most overrated tight end in the league. No, he, he's, I think he's very productive. Good I blocking. think he's very mediocre for yeah, where I, he yeah. was drafted. Yeah, I mean, I, okay. Oh. I think any NFL team probably would disagree. He like he probably would be a valuable asset for any team. But Hawkins stocks. I, it was kind of more of a joke to be honest. I would n- never pick a <laughs> I mean, if it w- if I could, I'd pick Kenny Galladay. But um, 
Apparently, there are rumors that Kenny Galladay wants to come back to Detroit, and we and he is likely to be franchise tagged. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Um, I don't think so. I think we need to suck next year. Fuck, man. We just need to beat the Rams. I, the best athlete in all of Detroit is probably DeAndre Swift. <laughs> Yo, that is what I was thinking. Yeah. But... In actuality, it is probably Jeremy Grant, the Pistons player they signed from the ah, Denver yeah, yeah, Nuggets yeah. this year, yeah. who has been putting up numbers. Nums. You know, what? what's wrong with the Boston Celtics? How did they lose to the Detroit Pistons? And did you see what Sadiq Bey did the other day? Another Pistons rookie that was picked in the, the, the third player we picked in the first round. Had put up seven for seven for three, scored 45 points, one NBA player of the week for the Eastern Conference, I believe. So bright future with Sadiq Bay. Pistons are still losing games like they should, but are still showing fight and showing strength and showing fucking never quitting, balling out type shit. But they're young. They're exciting. We need to get uh, lucky with this lottery pick and get somebody else in here. And then maybe start making moves for a free agent. Yeah, um, I, I 100% agree with every one of those takes. Everything that I've seen this year from the Pistons is exactly as you described it. Sadiq Bay looks fantastic. I've heard his name before, and I'm very familiar with his work. <laughs> He's a three-point sh- Seven for seven as a rookie is something that can't be ignored, and that is not just luck. Um Jeremy Grant, someone who I was like really questionable about the Pistons signing, has really put took this team on his back and took a lower deal than he was offered so he can come be the lead for a team. And because the Pistons are essentially his team. The future runs through Jeremy Grant. If he can keep keep progressing, he's very young. He is coming into his own. He's got a cool little shoulder thing, and you know how you know that I like anything with a little bit of flair. Oh yeah, you gotta have a niche. Blake Griffin Trash, done, not even on the Pistons essentially anymore. Mm-hmm. Derek Rose was just traded to the New York Knicks, which I feel bad for Derek Rose because even though the New York Knicks are my franchise namesake with a K, but I <laughs> but they had like one of their big players get hurt. They're done. The the championship always is gonna go through LeBron, who still at what, thirty six years old is playing like the best player in the NBA, looking at another MVP. When you got also in the West a big, a big uh, jam of great teams in the East, where like I think the fifth seed is under five hundred. The NBA needs to fix their playoff structure. I don't know how that relates to this conversation. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, I'm into it though. This is so dope. And then we go on to the Red Wings, who I keep betting money on Fanduel and losing. And by Fanduel, I mean DraftKings. Um, they neither of them sponsors, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> but do, do whatever. Beer number two, entertainment. We're on to the entertainment portion of this podcast. Oh yeah, we are. Mitchell, what's your favorite porno these days on episode one hundred and sixty-nine? Oh, Daddy Longlegs. I like it whenever they have weird colored hair. But let's move on to beat <laughs> stuff. <laughs> what have you been fucking with? Oh man, dude, mostly, mostly, uh, mostly feet. There is something you told me before the podcast about 
um, the new streaming service Peacock, which is NBC's streaming service because there's already so many streaming services, you know, but you are notably one of the biggest fans, if not the biggest fan of The Office. Yeah. And they have been, The Office has been recently removed from all streaming platforms except for Peacock. And Peacock does give you a free subscription, but it only allows you to have the first two seasons of The Office. And then there's tiers for how many seasons you can get, which in itself is genius capitalism. Evil capitalism, but genius. Um, but you did tell me about one of the features of paying for the premium subscription. Uh, yeah, so I went ahead and just went no ads, Peacock premium. Ten bucks a month. It was either that or four ninety nine for with ads. But I heard some feedback that Peacock floods that boy with advertisements. So... Would not recommend that. Um, but, yeah, so what they do is uh, super fan episodes. So they re- are... And what the fuck is a super fan episode? Yeah, so they are, like, recreating these episodes. Same footage. You know, it's still going to follow the same storyline for the most part. Um, but they'll add in deleted footage. So bonus footage, you know, you'll just be watching it. You'll have the familiar scene of Jim coming in acting like Dwight. But then there'll be the extra scene of Jim actually getting, like, reprimanded in Michael's office. This is not a real example. It's just an example. Okay. But, like, that's the difference. Is like, it would just turn to the next scene. And you'd be like, what the hell? Like, I've never seen this before. Whoa, spoilers! Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, one of them they leaked um, on purpose is, like, an advertisement was the cold open for The Matrix. Did you see that one? Um, oh, yes. I, I, I thought that was just an alternate way to end The Office is what I saw that as. Oh, no. They, they like, had it as, like, a just an alternative cold open. So that was supposed oh. to be like one of Jim's pranks, but they ended up but not it goes doing wrong. it. Yeah, exactly. Because he's like, "Well, no, I love my life," and like, you know what I mean. It's supposed to be on the last episode, I'm mm. pretty sure. Um, but yeah, no. So <laughs> that's like how they kind of like leaked it. But I've been watching it, and it's hilarious because it's never it's never seen before. Like I've watched tons of deleted footage, and it's not the stuff that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. Um, that's pretty cool. And we were talking, um, it's kind of a, a genius idea to get people that are super fans, as you are of The Office, as I am of New Girl, obviously. I'm a big shell, fan. To shell out a bunch of money to people. Yeah, 100%. I mean, also, just for your fans, dude, just fucking do it. If you have the footage, give us more shit. That's what we want. If you give me $10 a month, I'll release the first episode of the Split Six podcast that was never released on air before, baby. Yeah. You Suck my... Basketballs. Suck my basketballs. Yeah, so that's interesting. Is Peacock creating any like original content? Yeah, tons. And they're already doing what Netflix does and taking over shit and calling it a Peacock original. Like, I I mean, unless I'm having a Mandela effect, I Does Netflix know that, do that? Yeah, hell yeah. With what? Everything. Like, there's shit that you, like, uh, will see on Netflix as a Netflix original, and all you gotta do is look it up. And, like, it's not a Netflix original if it was made in 1970. Uh, I only know that with HBO Max, I know they took over Search Party, and now it's HBO Max original because they have picked it up. And to stellar success. I highly recommend yeah. that show. Have you watched it yet? No. Okay. Well, I told you to prepare for the podcast, Mitchell. Um, hold on. We're going to take a quick pause. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you forget to pause, and they just hear, <laughs> I told you to be prepared. <laughs> you stupid asshole. Who tells you what they're teaching this good lesson? <laughs> Uh, no, but yeah, that's what they do. Like, if you look at some Netflix stuff, just look at the year. Like, you okay, this is a Netflix original that you guys made in 2008. 
Okay. Like, okay. Even if it says 2012, you know, it's not a Netflix original. They didn't start doing that shit till 2000, like, yeah, um, uh, 12. This is going to be a next <laughs> Netflix original because we bought the rights, dude. Yeah, just a bunch of fucking fakes and phonies, dude. <laughs> You're a phony, man. Did you watch the new Amazon Prime uh, movie that was released on Valentine's Day? Probably not then. No. <laughs> okay. Um, well, it's one of those time loop kind of deals, so... I was pretty um, uh, into it, but okay, yeah. I also don't think it's that good. It's a rom-com, essentially. Okay. I uh, forget what it's called, and I don't have anything else to say about it. <laughs> it just, yeah. just came into my mind. You know what the random thing <laughs> is while we're on entertainment? I have seen probably 80% of all time travel movies that are available across all streaming services. <laughs> okay. I watched time Any travel. highlights? Uh, Donnie Darko, of, did you say? One of my favorites is Project Almanac. Okay. You ever seen it? Nope. So Project Almanac is about a high schooler whose dad died when he was young. Um, Hilarious. And he... Oh, noise! <laughs> um, but he's trying to get into MIT, and he, like, sends this badass video. He designs this drone, and he gets in, but they don't give him a scholarship. So they're like, yes, you can come, but we are not going to pay for you. And he's broke. He's like, yeah, well, my dad's dead. I just have a single mom. Like, I can't go. Mm-hmm. So his mom... Oh, very been, bold. Should have been into stonks. Dude. Very bold move. His mom decides, well, fuck it. Let's sell the house. And we'll pay for your college. <laughs> and me and your sister will go live in a smaller place. I'd be like, I don't want that pressure. Yeah. And that's exactly <laughs> what he said. So, but then he's like looking and he's trying to find a way to get a scholarship. So he's going to like send him a message like, no, I can't afford it. You need to give me the money. So he's trying to like give a new invention. So he's searching through the attic because his dad was like an inventor and like super smart, worked for the government and shit. Mm-hmm. And he finds a video camera and he watches it and he sees himself in the video. So that's how he figures out that he's like, what the fuck am I doing in a video of me at my fifth birthday party? But him as a grown man is standing behind it wearing the t-shirt that he was wearing right then. So then he like goes. Gets oh, so he figures out time travel. Yeah, of course. But he gets with his friends and finds out that his dad had like this project. Um, they figure out how to actually do it. But then he fucks it all up because they befriend this hot girl at school shit goes wrong he has to keep going back because he blew his moment like they had this beautiful moment where he's like you can obviously kiss and for some reason he just like got nervous and said some shit um and just blew it and everything wasn't working out so he fucked up the whole thing had to go back the reason he was in the video you know it's good but yeah time travel is shit project almanac is good and then there's one on netflix but i don't remember the name of it i think it's like yesterday tomorrow or something Oh, um, uh, the edge of tomorrow. Nope. Oh, uh, happy death day. Nope. Uh, last of primer, the last of yesterday or something weird. It's weird. Uh, how weird, man. How weird, weird, <laughs> weird. Um, uh, okay. Um, uh, you were also telling me earlier about this book that you read the first chapter of that you highly recommended to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah, so I picked up a sci-fi book called Middle Game. Um, I don't know how to explain the concept of it, but it seems crazy. It's like AIs trying to accomplish some big task that hasn't been revealed yet because I only read 10 pages of it. <laughs> uh, but it seems good. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that likes the first 10 pages of books and assumes that the rest will be good. You're also telling me that your next album that you're releasing is going to be an R&B album. How is that? What's that What's oh, yeah. that writing <laughs> process like? Going like going from such a different uh, genre than what, you're no, what you, your natural habitat is. You know is. what the funny thing is about this? 
We did not have this conversation at all. Some of the other ones are real, but this one did not happen. It's up to you to choose, listeners. But um, I did officially write an entire song that I don't rap in once. How, what was that process like, thinking of that and like coming up with all the different intricate uh, layers of the lyrics? Yeah, whatnot. so I was like, hmm, I'm going to sing on this part. And then I got to the next part, and I was like, you know what? I think maybe at this part of the song I should sing some more. And then this is where it got really weird, Nick, because I <laughs> really buckled in and just I saw that what I needed to do for the next part was sing again. Oh, shit. And that's when it came together and I realized that if I ended this song with one final singing part, that it would just be a whole song where I didn't rap and I just sang. So I, I did that and I made a song. You know, and it's, and it's called Coffee in the Morning. <laughs> if I did the opposite and I'm writing a song and I'm like, you know, I should rap this part. And then it goes to the next part. I'm like, uh, you know what? I should rap this part, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wait, why don't I just conclude this by rapping this part? You know what would happen? You I would get laughed at. You would have written a... I'm like, yo, duh, doody, doody, do. You would have just finished a really bad song. <laughs> But no, I think, I mean, honestly, I think it's pretty good. I don't know if me singing it's going to be good, but I think if I get somebody else to sing it, I'd be fine. All right, so you're, you've, you've, you've transitioned into just a songwriter. No, I mean, I think that I'm a rapper. You really and... shouldn't lose confidence in yourself. Fuck off. <laughs> I still rap. I wrote an entire rap yesterday. Um, for Let's me- hear it live on the podcast. Episode 169. Yo. Nice, dude. All right, yo, we snuck out on the roof to get the bird's eye view. Hey, we stood and lit the dube and watched the world just move. It's crazy to see the city from a distance. It sucks it's been a minute seeing winning from the Pistons. Oh, cool. play ball. I see the city shining. Now my mind is clear. It's so shiny, dude. <laughs> it helped to shape me puzzle pieces. You can find them here. Amanda Walker. Though I grew up in the burbs, I was bugging. I was attracted to them city lights. Zzz, something about this simple life. That isn't sitting right. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm not me. The government and killed the old Mitch and left a copy. Yeah. That's all I got. None of that sounds like R&B, but whatever. Oh, oh you wanted the R&B song. Oh, shit. No, I was uh, I was just doing the random rap The song. time has passed. We ought to talk about the biggest, most pressing issue of our time. There's a new Super Smash Brothers DLC character available. Mitchell, do you remember the names of this, these people? Uh, something like Mithra, Mithra, <laughs> and Alec. No, <laughs> Mith- Mithra and Alec. <laughs> Mithra and Alec, Alec Thornston. <laughs> um, That's uh, the fan one, right? <laughs> the fan submitted. Everybody submitted, and they picked one fan and made a character out of him. Nope. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the next characters for Super Smash Brothers, their next DLC, come from the Xenoblade Chronicles, which is where Shulk is from, one of the Shulk, new, Shulk. <laughs> new additions to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, right? He was, or was he in, was he in um, uh, for the Wii U? Uh, Shulk? Yeah. <laughs> you talking about Shulk? Yes. Uh, I think he was in Ultimate. Was he in for the Wii U? I don't. I don't think so. I don't either. Um, but we have Pyra and Mithra 
from Xenoblade Chronicles. Wait, Shulk? Two. Wait, is Shulk the? Like, what's a? Give me like a sound effect of one of his moves. Um, Shulk is like the you guy. know Mario B. Yeah, yeah. Shulk is more like um, yeah, like uh, he's not the like he doesn't have like the he has the downwards the downward slash thing. Like quick. yeah, what's it called the. Do you want, are you trying to lead me into something? I just I can't remember it, so I'm trying to get you to tell me what it is. When Jump! He, when he jumps out, smash! Like, no, he pulls out like a sword, and he's like, something slash! Something Power slash! Power smash! I don't know if that's it, actually. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I get him. Um, He was definitely in Ultimate as well. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. For you, the Wii, Wii U. U. He was in Wii U. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we got another Xenoblade Chronicles characters coming, and how do you feel about this new new edition? Man, Nick, I'll tell you this, man. I played Smash Bros. maybe four times in the past five months, and <laughs> I enjoyed it. Doesn't every mean you time. haven't played uh, more than that in your entire life. Oh yeah, no, I'm a super fan of Smash Bros. in my lifetime, um, but it's been kind of died out. Um, not that I'm not I'm not over it. I just don't know. <laughs> I haven't really looked. Yeah, I have not. To be honest, I haven't been playing. And it that just got much. announced yesterday, right? The um, honestly, the coronavirus. It actually got announced today. No, it did get. It was yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, time is a flat. And circle. I did read about it. I just don't remember the characters already. Like this is the rarest time in the world. Do you think that I understand? I have Nintendo news one day after it announces. <laughs> Who do you think I am, man? I'm too busy on the stonk market. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Um, will we? Well, yeah, we have a whole other political segment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's go, baby. Let's bring the energy back in, Nick. Where you We're been? bringing the energy back. Sorry, everybody, for that little downturn. And by bringing the energy back, I'm going to make this weird voice that I've been doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, okay, so yeah, Smash Brothers, we all love it. No one really cares. Yeah, we love it. I don't even want to hear about it anymore. But um, other than that, Mitch, why don't you ask me what I've been fucking with? Nikki, what you been fucking with, bro? The three-body problem, dude! Um, <laughs> I don't know why I keep talking. Oh, about man. That. Right, Nick, are you going to talk about books? Let's talk about books. Oh, yeah, we already talked about them. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished a book that I read in four days, which is the fastest I've read a book since the Harry Potter... Um, What do you call... A, Series? What do you call... Like, uh, like so, you know, like two books are trilogies, right? Yeah. What do you call seven books? Series, a series, uh, septuple D's, a so- uh, septuple D's. I think baby. it's, I think it's Sevy Sexies. <laughs> yeah, back when I fucked all my Harry Potter books, um, oh. very quickly. It only took me four days. No, I, I remember. I was like, oh, I'm gonna read these. Couldn't even get them open. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had glued all the pages, slut, sluts. <laughs> I glued all the pages, slut. <laughs> What happened to these books? I glued the fucking pages, you slut. <laughs> but that does lead me to the fact of the three-body problem, which is the first book of the trilogy that I'm reading, which has been already uh, in the process of being adapted by Benioff and Weiss, the people that made Game of Thrones. Oh, no. The thing is, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but Mitchell, you're clearly not an avid listener. Um, they were the ones... You know, obviously, the beginning of Game of Thrones, stellar, right? Like, yeah. we all got sucked. The entire the entire world got sucked into that yeah. shit. Yeah. Then they ran out of source material. <laughs> because, like, um, the last book that um, George R. R. Martin wrote, 
the last thing that happens is Jon Snow dies. Okay. And then everything after that in the show, other than like the Battle of the Bastards and when Cersei blows up the um, uh, crypt, um, is trash, straight trash. Right. So is your is your thing just cause, not to cut you off, but is the idea that they thrive when the material is already written and they can select from it? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Like and I that's don't already the case with the series. I well I like I feel like people are like just when their names were attached to it, people are afraid that they're going to ruin it. Yeah. Fair. But I feel like it's this everyone's discounting how great Game of Thrones was before they rushed the ending because they were attached to like these. Star Wars project, which is like dick moves. Yeah, they probably shouldn't get jobs again. But it doesn't mean that this is going to necessarily suck because they're adapting something. That, and this, this, this trilogy is over. They're not going to be counting on, like, because when they started doing Game of Thrones in, like, what, 2000, um, 2010, 2011, George R. R. Martin had already finished five books. He only had two more to write. Yeah. It's taken him what 10 years to write, write the second yeah. i don't think anyone could have predicted talk that. about some writer's block he's like yeah guys i don't i don't know at this point it's it's been it's been 10 years since i've written a page so i don't know what you want from me like i can't continue this partnership dude and i keep wondering like all right so whenever the winds of winter if it's ever released which is the next game of thrones book is it like am i really gonna I'm, i know i'm going to but like it's gonna be a weird experience reading a book where i Cause he's always said like we're gonna get there in different ways, but we're gonna end the same. So I know Bran's gonna be the king at the end. I'm certain it's gonna be way more satisfying than what the TV show did. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. I'll take the job. <laughs> what do you think, Kim? Bran was my favorite character in the books. Yeah, no. In the TV I have a sympathy shows, for people a in a wheelchair. Bitch. You know. God, man, I just kind of was like, somebody kill this dude. <laughs> God. But then again, I guess they all would have died then. What um uh, TV show, uh, like not not sitcom, but like fan- fantastical or drama wise, that you is there anything that you think like ended perfectly? Not maybe not perfectly, but what one ended the best? Like so, not sitcom. Yeah, you can't say sitcoms because that's too easy. Oh man, because The Office ended good. Um, New Girl, I mean, had a. It, yeah, it, it ended good. good, just not funny. Yeah, Friends ended, good. I think pretty pretty fine for what the show was. Scrubs was fantastic. Well, you're not thinking of the very last season. No, Scrubs <laughs> was fantastic. There was only eight seasons of Scrubs, though. <laughs> Scrubs the medical school. <laughs> Come on, that's a Billy Eichner quote. A medical school? Come on! <laughs> oh, shout out to Billy Eichner. Billy on the street. Oh, I love that guy. Follow him on Twitter. He's a hardcore Democrat, too. I'm with you, brother. My dog. Um, what were we talking about? What series do you that you watch that you like are passionate about that you think ended like appropriate? Because it's really hard to end a, se- a series like in a good way. There's only like a couple that have done that for me. Now, Nick, this is this is not going to answer your question. <laughs> Okay, cool. But I thought that's of what it. we're here for. Dude. So let's talk about it. Um, how about the worst ending that I've ever heard? Of? Uh, if you are watching or going to watch anything of the series Chuck, 
please hop out of the podcast now. I think it's okay to spoil Chuck. Hey, you never know. A series no one cares about. Well, you never know. I love Chuck. I thought Chuck was very good, light humor. Definitely not something you want to like. Did you start watching them right when we moved into Rob's house when we didn't have cable, but it was the only thing that would come on the antenna? <laughs> yep, and I watched maybe two to three episodes of it. Didn't watch it for close to six, seven years, and then one day I saw it on Netflix or something, and I was like, yep, watching every single episode. It's exactly what I did. Um, <laughs> and it was when I worked super late, too, so I'd be up at like 7 o'clock in the morning watching Chuck getting ready for bed. <laughs> like got home at like got home at like four o'clock and I'm like, oh I gotta stay up and watch TV for three hours. So you think that ending sucked? Yeah, so uh because you, you, you're going for sucked the most. Yeah, this is this is cause this is just so crazy to me that this is how they ended it. Like it blows my mind that this is they were like, Oh yeah, this is great. Um so Chuck is just to give like the quick background, he's a guy that just works at like an electronics store. He was super smart and promising, but some shit got him kicked out of college. Um it kind of sounds like the boys. And it was his best friend. And his best friend turns out to be a spy. You, like, immediately see that. And he sends a file to Chuck. And when Chuck opens the file, it basically, like, uploads a bunch of data into his brain. And from that point forward, he basically contains every secret within, like, the U.S. government inside of his head. So, like, he's, like, a walking, talking, like, spy asset, essentially. He sees somebody, and it's, like... He's like, oh, shit, that's the fucking General Zubitabababao. And he's in charge of blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that's General Zubitabababao. Yeah. But, he's in charge of all those things that go on in Zubitabababao. So just the lay of the base. But to get it, like, to get the point over quick, he meets a girl who's a spy, falls in love, gets into the spy life, they're partners, everything's perfect, gets to the, and this is over, like, seven seasons that they fall in love. And they get to the very end, they're in love, one of his nemesises gets out of prison, kidnaps his girlfriend, and they're trying to figure out a way to access um, the intersect and like intersexuality, which is what is inside of his brain. But the point is they are while they're trying to do it and dig through her memories to find this shit, they're wiping her memories. So the show ends with him saving his girlfriend, getting her home, and she has no memory of anything up until the point where she, he was a target for her to, like, watch over. So she was eternal sunshine on a spotless minded. Yeah, sure. But her entire memory got wiped. She has no recollection of it. This guy's super in love with her. She runs away. And the last scene of it is him walking down a beach and seeing her sitting on a beach. And he goes and sits next to her. And he, she says, okay, so, like, tell me our story. And it ends. I fucking hated it because like she there's no fucking way that this girl from who she was when she met him would ever let this man talk to her and tell her this and be like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to feel that way. I don't care what you say to this woman. She's walking away because she's a fucking badass spy the moment they met. And then like it took 10 years in this show for them to fall in love. And, like, finally break her down. Like, there's no fucking way. I hated it. I was like, this has left so much on the table for me. Mm. But, I don't know. That was the worst. Well, it sounds better than um, the Dexter ending. But Yeah. <laughs> I heard about that. The Dexter term. is getting renewed for some reason for, like, another season of the show. Which, hopefully, they can put back together the mess they left. But I don't know how that's going to be possible. Because Dexter is a very unique show with a... Have you ever watched Dexter? I've seen the first, like, three episodes. I couldn't get into it. 
Um, okay. Um, that's fine. Um, but it, 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 it was... I a, heard about how it ended, though. Yeah. Uh, the, the show was actually really good, I think, like, for the most part of it. Like, obviously, a show that goes on, like, past four seasons is going to have flaws regardless. Yeah, of course. Like... I mean, look at Lost. Yeah, Lost. I mean, I, don't, I feel like no one understood how the ending actually happened. Um, well, they all went to heaven. Okay, okay, no, they didn't. Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. They were in a church. Yeah, they were in a church, but the church also had different things, like from all the religions. They moved on together to something unknown. They went to heaven. No, I'm just kidding. They didn't. <laughs> no, I, I agree. <laughs> I actually agree. But with everyone, you. everyone always says like, "Oh yeah, they were dead the whole time." Like, no, they weren't, and no one understands that they weren't dead the no, whole time. They all died at their all respective times, but they couldn't pass until they were all dead. Yes. I know. It, for some reason, people don't understand that. Yeah, I um, get it. I'm just messing with you, Nick. Okay. Um, All right. I Dexter... watched Chuck, dude. I know everything. <laughs> Dexter, the ending of Chuck kind of, uh, I don't know why it was giving me the ending. Did you watch the show Wilfred? I watched like two seasons of that, too. I, I know. I never finished it. Yeah, um, that's the guy that like that's Elijah Wood and the dog. Yeah, okay. the dog man. Yeah, dog man. He's just walking around in a it's, fucking yeah, costume. That 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 show randomly popped into my mind the other day, and I'm like, that was actually a pretty funny show. You ever like, seen Happy? Uh, I've I've I know what it's about, but no, I have not. I I wouldn't say I've seen it. I've seen a couple episodes. I never finished it. That's funny. Um, but uh, Dexter. I don't really think you can make a worse ending than Dexter. Uh, I don't know what they're gonna do because it's not over yet. Apparently, um. Uh, what other shows had a terrible ending? Oh, we were looking for good. Endings. We were actually started on good ones. Oh, good endings. Um, um, I'm trying to think of a fucking good one well, too. Being leftovers, best ending. I mean, and it might be disagreed upon, but um, I think it's like the best ending. I, I didn't. I didn't. I, I'm not saying this is a good ending. To be a hundred percent clear, but I didn't hate the ending of the 100. Yeah, I didn't either. But I didn't. Wouldn't call it a good one. No, you know? I wouldn't call it a good one. But I didn't hate it. And that's I, important. The la- you watched the entire last. You well, obviously you watched the ending. Um, I guess we can talk about this now. I haven't think I've talked to you about this. The, la- the last season of the one hundred. Yeah, no, I don't think we have. Um, the Man. whole arc they had with Bellamy was stupid. It was so fucking stupid. Yeah, I mean, I like, I don't know. I don't think so. I honestly, I think that last season was better than probably like better than I think like. How do I say this? I think that it's better than anybody would really know unless, like, it's going to sound so stupid when I say it. Unless you've taken shrooms more than, like, 50 (laughs) times in one year. Um, (laughs) Unless you've done some massive amounts of tripping on a regular basis. Because, I don't know, like, there's just some shit in there, like, that, like, because when Bellamy saw all the shit, right? Like, yeah, I, the moment, like, if somebody said, hey christianity is real and i can prove it to you and they were like all right come on and basically like took me to fucking heaven right they're like this is heaven there's everybody that's dead um and then we came back and they're like all right you can keep that knowledge do with it what you will but like christianity is real so you know help us out but they didn't really do that yeah they did no they just took him on like a fucking simulation thing yeah while he was on a mountain I maybe I maybe I'm uh, reading into this differently. No, he was on a mountain, and then he like went through like a like a journey almost. Like, I mean, I guess he could have been tripping, but 
I don't know. Um, that last season Remember was... they saw, like, the, the people, like... Uh, they look like fire people? Yeah, and then the creator guy, or whatever his fucking name is, the head of the cult, cult leader, mm-hmm. came and walked him through how their process works and shit. But he was still the bad guy, right? It Like, I mean, technically in the story. Because Lexa killed him. It wasn't Lexa, but Lexa killed him right at the end. Or Clark killed him. Wait, are you talking about Bellamy or the cult leader? The cult leader. You know they're making a they're making a prequel to the one hundred? Are they? Yeah. Or life. Earth. <laughs> <laughs> USA twenty twenty. This is gonna be called six point seven billion. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, all the only thing it's gonna be about is a a whole shitload of people dying. I think it'll be about that one episode in the last season where everyone was in the um the bunker. Oh god. Yeah. The thing I, I the- mean they could make an entire show just based off of uh what was it called? The original Mount Washington or something? Mount um weather. <laughs> Mount Washington. It wasn't fucking Mount Rushmore or something. <laughs> Noise. Noise. Noise, dude. Um, but that show that show is one of the shows like it's really it's a weird show for me to recommend to people because it's like literally half the episodes kinda suck and the character development is really spotty, but the highs in that are really, really good. Like they're yeah. really intense. I, I get to the point in my life where I'm gonna recommend whatever the fuck I wanna recommend to you. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. But I'm not gonna I don't like all the shows that are just like so attention like, oh hey yeah, watch me, watch me, watch like I I don't know, like uh Big Mouth. I don't think Big Mouth is that good. Fear number three politics. The president smells me. Yeah, and before we dive into that, I just wanna say I don't like Big Mouth. Go ahead. Um uh, yeah, I don't really like Big Mouth either. Um, you know. I, I do like Nick Kroll on whenever he's on Comedy Bang Bang. Because I think he's one of the best people. I like him almost as like like an actor in almost every show I see him in. But Mm. not when he's a major role. Yeah. Yeah. Get in your lane, Nick Kroll. Yeah, you're a secondary actor, buddy. Quit (laughs) quit trying to fucking expand your horizons. (laughs) Listen, guys. Listen, guys. Uh, You know, I just uh, wanted to write a show about, uh, you know, me masturbating as a kid. Man, I used to fuck my (laughs) pillow. I love it. I love it, dude. I got it pregnant once. (laughs) Anyway, speaking of getting things pregnant, Ted Cruz, 10 and 12 years ago, got somebody pregnant and just took his daughters on a vacation to Cancun, even though the state that he currently represents, if Texas is going through one of their biggest national, or um, not national, um, statewide crises, crises that they've ever experienced because essentially global warming, where... The polar vortex has shifted through the middle of America, causing extremely low temperatures. Temperatures that Texas, because they are on their own separate energy system, in order for their uh, oil refinery and other natural gas plants to avoid regulations where they have to keep up with modern things to prevent freezings and stuff, has completely failed. And yet Fox (laughs) News has decided to focus on it being based on wind (laughs) turbines that have frozen, which is a complete, utter lie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this brings up the death of Rush Limbaugh. (laughs) Rush Limbaugh, one of the sole people that is responsible for people like Trump, for people like how the GOP operates, for 
essentially us living in a current post-truth world where nothing is real except for what you read on the internet. Yeah. Um, but, you know, one of the uh, radio gods, Rush Limbaugh, you know, th- there's a big question out there. It's like, is it okay to, uh, like, celebrate his death rather than... Right, yeah, talk ill about the dead. Yeah, and, um, uh, you know, like, after everything that I've read and listened to, and, like, you know, I'm a very passionate person and very, like, also very, like, respectable person. Like, I, like, I don't want to wish ill will on anyone, but in terms of making fun of Rush Limbaugh for dying, it is okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, 100%. I agree. <laughs> that um, motherfucker used to... Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have a problem with it? Because I'm pretty sure that Donald Trump talked mad shit about John McCain after he passed. So, If you're a Republican, it's fine. <laughs> like it's, uh, it's fine to be a Republican. That's the thing that I don't think I can get through to fucking Republicans when I talk to them. Like, I don't give a shit if you're right of the aisle. Like, I really don't care if you truthfully believe differently than I do for, like, tax codes, shit like that. I mean, yes, there are some things that I think make you a shitty person. Like, if you don't think that poor people should eat and have houses. Mm. Um, but You see that fucking mayor of Colorado City in Texas? The, oh, my the shit God, he posted? Yeah. And he resigned immediately after. Yeah. That's like, insane. He just, like, literally... So then, he, I think, then he came back with something, like, defending his comments. Yeah, no, he <laughs> resigned, came back, and said, I posted these comments as a citizen. Um, uh, like, I don't know. He That's fucking stupid. But. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to look up his comments real quick, but can you explain them in a vague term? Yeah, so I mean, vaguely put, he's saying, "Look, if you're not prepared for a natural disaster to happen, then it's your fault. If you're not prepared to go out and earn for your family to survive when you go through." <laughs> yeah. So let me just read this. This might take a minute, but like, this is the most fucking bullshit thing you're ever gonna read for some. These are the pe- people that people fucking voted for. Like how. Does this happen? Um, so this is Tim Boyd. He said, let me hurt some feelings while I have a minute. Double exclamation point. Like, you know, classic idiot that doesn't know how to use fucking punctuation. Yep. Um, no one owes you or your family anything, nor is it the local government's responsibility to support you during trying times like this. Okay, then what the fuck is a government for? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sink or swim, it's your choice. Okay. Um, the city and county, along with power providers or any other service, owes you nothing. Yeah, rumor is he said sink or swim the same thing. This is the same exact thing he said during the hurricane. <laughs> this motherfucker. Sick fuck. I'm sick and tired of people looking for a damn handout. If you don't have electricity, you step up and come up with a game plan to keep your family warm and safe. If you have no water, you deal with out with you, if you have no water, you deal without and think outside of the box to survive and supply water to your family. Okay, dude. I don't think, like, what does he think we live in a hunter and gathering society still? Like, what's the point of having a government if none of these services that you pay fucking taxes for aren't provided to you? Yeah. Um, if you are sitting at home in the cold because you have no power and are sitting there waiting for someone to come rescue you because you're lazy is a direct result of your raising. Okay. Only the strong will survive and the weak will perish. I think he means really for that. Only the people with enough money to go out of wherever they are in Texas will survive and the people that aren't uh, lucky enough to have been born into rich, wealthy families and uh, can only survive on the jobs that they're provided in their community because everyone needs to do these jobs that we shit on people for. Um, we're, we're probably going to die. Um, 
Right, real quick, like something that I just want to bring up based on just this statement alone. When people are saying that there is a major difference between being a Democrat and a Republican, this is what we're talking about. Not the fact that there aren't extremists that exist on both sides, because there's some Democrats that have said some wild shit before. I get it. But yeah, this I've con- been one of them. <laughs> this consistently comes from people in power on the Republican side. Yeah. Tons of this type of talk, and then it's ignored, and it's acted like it doesn't exist. And then if you come out and say, yes, I think that being a Republican affects you being a good person when it comes down to these specific things, people look at you like, okay, man, well, if you're going to say it affects me as a person, then I'm not going to have this conversation with you. (laughs) It's like, yeah, that's fine, dude, but you're not advanced enough to have the conversation in the first place. And there are hidden hidden racisms to all of this things that I'm reading. Oh, my God. But, like, surface-level shit, like, still, like, you, I guess you can make the argument that this is not a racist thing. But it does make you a bad person where you're not caring about the people that, like, like this next sentence in this, um, where only this are, are folks, God has given us the tools to support ourselves in times like this. Okay, what are you talking about? And, uh, like, <laughs> God works for certain people that believe in God tend to be more privileged. Yeah. <laughs> and if God is so fucking accepting and helpful, why don't you talk to your buddy Joel down there, dude, and tell him to open up before after. Dude didn't even open up a super church for 48 hours and didn't open it up at all during the hurricane because it was under renovation. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, we will skip that. But, like, that's a fucking example right there. Like, oh, yeah, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. But also, we're here to take your fucking money and rape your kids. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that <clears throat> is essentially Sorry, something in my throat. <laughs> um, uh, this is sadly a product of of a socialist government in fucking Texas. He's saying this yeah. where where they feed people to believe that the few will work and the others will become dependent for handouts. I don't think that's how it works. Yeah, I. I am sorry that you have been dealing without electricity and water. Yes. But I'll dem- I'll be damned if I'm going to provide for anyone that is capable of doing it themselves. We have lost sight of those in need and those that take advantage of the system and mesh them into one group. Double exclamation point. Bottom line, quit crying and looking for a handout. Get off your ass and take care of your own family. Bottom line, again, <laughs> don't... don't a part of problem be a part of the solution. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, that guy's a fucking spelling errors. And then his, his follow-up was essentially, just to sum it up quickly, was basically, I am not mayor anymore. I resigned. You guys are mistaken. Yes, I was mayor mere days ago, but I am no longer mayor. Don't harass my wife. She's not involved with this. All she did was decide to marry this man. <laughs> I am I am not the mayor, and I stand by my statements or something along those lines. Like... <laughs> I don't know. This is like, and then people got pieces of shit. Like Mar, is it Marjorie? I don't even know how to pronounce it. Marjorie Taylor Green. Oh my goodness, man! Like, what in the world? How can I don't? That's fucking crazy. It's for Marjorie Taylor Green is like uh, someone in the House of Representatives, I believe, who is a noted QAnon supporter and like is essentially probably going to take up the mantle of Trump if Trump doesn't rerun. Um, You ever see that video of her where she's got uh, she brings a Trump cutout on stage? 
No. Oh my god, it's so funny. She's she brings a Trump cutout on stage and she's talking to like these reporters in the front row and she's like, "Yeah, you know, we all, yeah, I think he looks really good here." And then like says something like, "You know, he's the one that's going to uh, help change America forever." And as she's doing it, she's just rubbing the cardboard dick. Like just rubbing his crotch as she's staring at these This reporters. is a real thing. This is a real thing. It's fucking hilarious, dude. Hold on, I'm going to see if I can find Jesus it. Jesus Christ. Dude, we are we are like seriously fucked like like this is i don't know what to do about the like rate like uh one of like the best podcasts in the world radio lab just released an, uh another like follow-up episode to some some other podcast that they've done before about like facebook and shit and how like you can monitor facebook because like you can be posting a bunch of things that aren't fucking true all over the world but it's different for what's true or what not because they've used the example that there was this comedian in Texas, this woman comedian that said, like, yeah, uh, she read, wrote, made this song that said, like, all older white men should die except for my dad, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it's fu- <laughs> Oh, I found the video. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's funny. It's funny here, but, like, in other countries, like in Ethiopia, where, like, they are literally killing people and, and – uh, like forming shit off of Facebook, like forming groups to fucking slaughter uh, uh, um, minority people. Like it's, and I'm, I might be getting the place wrong or the exact scope of it, but that shit is happening out there, and that is the biggest thing that's going to be hindering society and probably come to the collapse of a democratic society is going to be fake news but actual not the shit that trump calls fake news fake but just news. The, the, in, the inability for us to know what the what the fuck is true or not because yeah. i'm sure we're subject to that shit too yeah and that's what he i mean honestly that's what trump started like it's no matter what he has planted a seed in america that is never going to go away in my opinion like there's always going to be radical right extremists from this point forward that truthfully believe that what they these ridiculous concepts of government and social status are just i don't fucking understand it like never in my life do i have somebody that argues so harshly for the constitution and does not understand freedom of religion at all and is consistently at the same time like nope abortion is fucking murder uh people that are coming from other countries do not deserve any sort of rights and if you're of another color then you definitely don't deserve money <laughs> it's all so it feels but irreversible if if you want to see this 30 seconds really quick of uh marjorie taylor green grabbing trump's cutout i can and you can hear what she's talking about i'll put it into the mic for you yeah um uh show me the i'll, I'll describe the video while she's talking if you don't mind yeah there we go <laughs> All right, so it's going to start quick, but it's a Republican Party in her state when, when she's running. So here we go. We're still holding. <laughs> and I saw a slight dick grab. What is... Oh my god. But it's amazing. Yeah, she literally just stroked where his penis would be. <laughs> just literally while she's saying, he's amazing, draining the swamp, just running her hand up and down this cardboard cutout uh, thigh. 
And like honestly being very generous as to where she 69, thinks. 69, nice boy. Or maybe she's realistic and we don't even realize it. Maybe where she's rubbing, she's like, there's no possible way that Trump's penis is here. But I doubt that's <laughs> the case. She's rubbing like lower, almost knee Yo, area. bro, your inseam looks like it needs to be a little tucked in. Oh, wait, what's this? <laughs> yeah. And I wonder if she's ever like, somebody's like, hey, why did you rub Trump's cutout penis? <laughs> Dude, um, everything, like with everything is so... To me, it feels irreversible. I don't really know how this ends. Um, I don't don't think it's, like, irreversible to the point, like, you know what I mean? We're never going to have a civil society, like, anything along those lines. Like, I mean, obviously, I think our society is always going to have flaws. Don't get me wrong. There's no such thing as a utopia. It's ridiculous to even aim for it. Absolutely ridiculous. But, I mean, you can work for 100%. 100%. What the fuck are we doing, I guess? Because people are just born evil. And no matter what, you're never going to have a completely balanced society. Like, ego is something that can develop without the influence of others. Like, just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I mean. So, they, therefore, if you're saying that, then the only forms of society that are going to be existing are so, where societies where some people win for no reason and some people lose for no reason. I mean. You're I, content with that. Is what no, you're absolutely not. Like, I mean, being content with that. I mean, shooting for a utopia is obviously kind of the end goal but like i mean you gotta have because what is a utopia right like if a utopia mm-hmm. is a utopia that every single person has the absolute same playing field as the other one um i would think so yeah okay because if that's the case then you have to have a world that's sufficient without a government you have to have a world that's sufficient without police patrol any sort mm-hmm. of emergency services like you have to have a world where every you have to have a completely anarchist world and just have that work everywhere because if one country doesn't follow it you don't have a military you don't have defenses mm-hmm. you don't have a government system that's ready to prepare your world against theirs to stop them from making you their world everybody would be subject to one person thinking fuck uh utopia is cool this is going to be super easy to take down because the only way to create a utopia is complete evenhood and like there's no possible way that you're going to be completely and even human human beings aren't um, um meant for that like we it, yeah i don't i, don't, every I, I animal, guess I just, every animal is built on dominance in a way right like in every animal culture you have dominance in that culture like that right, but you can see how that argument can be used to um to like take down downtrodden people like people that don't aren't as fortunate you know like yeah. like if you're going to use that excuse, like, like even if maybe, maybe the utopia is not something that's uh, feasible, but yeah. it's, it's still something that we should believe in because it does generate more equal rights to everybody because that's what you're striving for. I think that a utopia can't exist. I think that the problem is like, cause I mean, I don't want to make any excuses. Like, trust me, I'm willing to do anything, but anything 69, bro. 69, noise, 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 stonks. <laughs> But, I mean, like, I just think that the world needs to change its definition of utopia. Because, like, having every single person on the same playing field is, in my opinion, something that will make achieving something that would make everybody's life a hundred times better so much harder. Because you're going to be consistently trying to find a way to make it so that nobody ever has an advantage. Like, the roots of capitalism are okay for the idea that, you know, you want to self-start and, like, make something great of yourself. I just think that we need to 
make sure that there's a reasonable limit to what you can acquire, what you can demand, what you can own, and then also have the volunteer aspect. I do believe that like emergency services, things along those lines need to come from a place of, hey, I want to help somebody. This is something I'm going to do with my free time mm-hmm. rather than this is my job. Well, if you pay somebody to do something, there's going to be flaws. You know, the farther technology advances, the less there is need for workers. Like that's just a that's just a straight up fact. Right. So, like this wage gap and this like that's it, bordering, or if not, heart has already surpassed the wage gap of the French Revolution way back and forever. Right. Is going to keep expanding, but then also like people are getting smarter too, and especially the people that control the knowledge, which is what the rich do now. Like that is. I think they've realized that knowledge is power. Right. And um, they're going to be able to convince us to be more into a lull and lull and lull. Like, have you ever watched... Do you watch... Do you fuck with Black Mirror? I mean, I've seen... You see this... Nine? uh, Like, uh, 100 or 50 million merits? Where the guy is, like, like riding a bike to try to get, like, a credit score to... Yep. That... I feel like that is what we are... Uh, colossally heading towards but uh, that's never going to happen because humans are resilient but yeah, i know we'll fight back for sure but that is what i think people on top would want you know but yeah. like then even if let's say we reverse it and have the opposite structure where every, mo- the majority of people are winning and like living their best lives but then there's like just these like little few people that are just like kind of like sacrificial lambs of whatnot of society yeah um that's still fucked up. But see, that's the thing, right? Like, I think the goal of society shouldn't be, hey, everybody needs to be on the exact same playing field. Mm-hmm. I think the goal of society should be that nobody is a sacrificial lamb. Like, that yeah. should be the goal. Not that, hey, we need to keep everybody on the same level, have a completely beautiful and flowing society, you know, like you see in the fucking movies. No, what we need is that no matter what life you live, Unless you're committing major crimes, of course, and killing people and shit. But, like, if you live a normal life and you just exist on this earth, there should be no possibility that you're a sacrificial land. So what you're saying is that we need a new Bill of Rights where, like, you have a right to food no matter what. No matter what. You have a right to housing no matter what. No matter what. You have a right to education no matter what. No matter what. You have a right to sex with whoever you want, no matter what. I'm just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> Ex- of the same gender. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you have to ask for sex uh, elsewhere. But if you're talking like man to man, like me to you right now in the world that I'm describing, if I want to fuck, we're fucking. It's not cheating if it's family, dude. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Um, um, but yeah, but like, yeah, like, yeah, there are certain things that like everyone should be entitled to. And like that list grows and grows as far as technology advances. Like we can't just have it or we have the right to bear arms with the right to free speech. Like, yeah, we should have the right to those. I mean, I'm a random leftist that also thinks we should be able to have guns if we want them. But we should have also have free speech and we should also have health care. We should also have education. We should also have housing. Like there's imagine, so much more that we can have as a society that would benefit everybody other than just the people that are on top making all these goddamn rules. That is the big fucking thing is just the 1% because that 1% of wealth can literally provide the our entire country that afloat, like that yeah. minimal. If we redistribute how these companies are like, that's fine. You want to be a fucking millionaire. I'm cool with it, man. Just Mm -hmm. put a cap like 
Just don't take up. You, know, you want to be better than everybody else? Have a fucking actual talent. Don't have so much money that we have to have podcasts, TV shows, segments, and movies based around the fact that 1% of the our country owns this much wealth. Dude, I, I feel like GoFundMe just came out with a statement saying like, yeah, we made this to like uh, crowdsource like ideas, not to crowdsource healthcare for people, which is what it is because yeah, that's, that's exactly what, what it is. Like, like I mean, I I personally have seen people posting on like my own social media feeds, like GoFundMe things to get people healthcare, which is bonkers. That's the only shit like, in the, the world popu- that if somebody po- pops up a GoFundMe for that I'm paying for. Like, I will be like, yes, okay, I'll give you twenty five bucks because. I completely get it. Like the realities of healthcare in this country are fucking terrifying. You know, and 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 in you know what the fucked up the fucked up thing is even that like being able to post and garnish a bunch of money from your friends on social media is a privilege when they don't even have healthcare that's going to pay for it. That's a privilege in its own. Yeah. And there are people below that that don't have anything that are begging for money on the street and people are just looking past. And like I'm subjected to, like to that too. I'm I've I've you know we've also given money to people, but like. But, like, there's so many more people that we haven't given money to. Like, like based on the very loose basis that I described to you for the movie Ingrid Goes West, and for listeners that have heard it, you'll understand this. But the idea is just simple. Imagine somebody that grows up through life, like, loses their parents or something along the lines to where they end up being pretty solo early on, right? Mm. And then also imagine that person does not grow into relationships, friends, and, like, these comforts that we all have that we can fall back on when we hit these hard times. And then also add in a mental disorder, and now you have 20% of the United States population. Imagine being in that situation and trying to build a life and, like, hitting financial hardship. Like, to the point, like, what the fuck are you going to do? It's just, there's yeah. no possibility that your life is going to go fine. And people just say, I'll pull yourself up by your bootstraps, do this, like, you shouldn't have handouts. You should absolutely have handouts. There's so many people. What are we, we don't fucking know. paying taxes for? We're paying taxes to help us have better lives. We're not paying them just because it's like we have a king, which is essentially what it's turning into. But like we're paying taxes to build our lives better, no matter what. We're paying right. for roads. We're paying for like even if we don't agree with it, we're paying yeah. for we're paying we're paying for things we don't agree with. Businesses, we're paying for cops. Other country, yeah. I mean, we're paying for politicians. We're paying for people to make these goddamn laws for us. We're paying for we're paying yeah. for freedom. They say freedom isn't free, and they always equate that to like, oh yeah, we have a bunch of people going to war for us. No. Freedom isn't free because it's literally not free because we pay for it. And the money that we pay for it should come back to us yeah. in times of need, like a goddamn global pandemic and we're, where other countries are fucking subsidizing people's uh, income, paying people to stay home, and controlling the coronavirus better than anyone else. And we are just like, well, 25% capacity is fine. These businesses can struggle. Um, but, you know, we're not going to subsidize them. And then Joe Biden said, or today or yesterday or the day before is saying like, uh, yeah, well, there's people struggling with student loan debt. Um, we need $50,000 in relief. What are you going to do for that? And then Joe Biden says, well, I'm not going to do anything. I mean, I'm on board with $10,000, $10, but anything else is different because, you know, there's people that went to Yale and whatnot, and then people that went to trade yeah, schools. And, those need it. And, and 
the people that went the, the saying that the people that went to Yale are undeserving of debt forgiveness is bullshit because it should be a right to education. Educating people benefits society unilaterally across the board and it can't really be argued. I don't care if your parents are rich. The your your just because you have a lot of money, it doesn't mean you don't you're not allowed to drive on the fucking roads that we pay for in taxes. It doesn't mean we, you don't get to be like like being be, being arrested by the cops we pay for. It it's just all fucking loony bin shit that I it it's frustrating. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little amped up. Sixty nine. No, I mean I like I, I get it. Like we we pay for we pay for our country to be better. We basically pay a rent to live here, right? Like, mm. hey, here, this is what's due to the fucking pay the piper. Like, I mean, I paid taxes all fucking last year. I did my taxes and I owe 2000 bucks. What do you mean I owe $2,000? I made under $70,000 in a year. And I owe 2000 bucks? Mm. For what? For police to kill black people, apparently. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It, it's dark, man. It's this dark, whole fucking system so is dark. Oh my god! I, the thing that fucking kills we pay me, for right? that shit. We pay yeah, for look, those people pay, to go on fucking paid leave. We pay federal taxes, right? So yeah. we're paying to the federal government, mm. and we live in a democratic republic. But we also only get to vote on two of the people that make the decisions out of a f- it, just all these other fucking representative senators that we don't even get a fucking say on. We go funding to their salary, to what their states are doing, everything along those lines. We don't even have a fucking say on it. It's not even a centralized vote. It's, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's rigged where the minority gets the majority. Yeah, because, like, like, you know, like, in terms of the Senate, like, the minority of people electing the senators have all the power. Like, right now it's deadlocked even, but... Still, there is so many more, like in so many more senators that have constituents that voted um, for them than the other side. But it's 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 just fucked. Uh, yeah, it's at the point where I get so into fucking politics that I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna go to fucking back to college, and by back to college, I mean to college for the first time, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna fucking get into politics. And when I get there. People are probably going to remember me similar to fucking Trump because I'm going to step on stage and start ripping assholes apart. But I'm going to do it. In <laughs> I'm going to step on stage and start ripping ass. I'm just going to do it in a different way. Somebody's going to be like, well, I think. And I'm like, no, answer the goddamn question. Yes or no, you son of a bitch. Don't there, play this game. There's a collision about to occur oh, between man. ideals and the status quo. And we're going to see what fucking breaks apart and what shatters and what changes and what we can do from it. But unfortunately, we are out of time. Let's go, dude. <laughs> Overtime, baby! No, I'm just kidding. No. Mitchell, where can we find you, follow you, anything you want to promote? Yeah, um, uh, it's Mitch Dubs. You know, I got Mitch Please came out last year. It's kind of old news now, but go check it out, spin it. Um, Mitch Wags on Twitter. Find me. Follow me if you want. If not, I don't really care. <laughs> All right, guys, you thank you for listening to the Split Six podcast. We had a great time today. We got a little bit wild because I used this voice for a lot of it. But you can find me at Nick Wagella on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Facebook if you want to go on a date or something. I don't know. 
Um, if you want to be on this podcast, please shoot me an email at nickwagella, nick.wagella at gmail.com. Follow my other podcast, Well That Suck at That Suck Pod yeah. on Twitter or Well That Suck Podcast on Instagram. Find us wherever you can find podcasts. Follow my other, other podcast, 10 Dap Challenge on YouTube. We don't really release episodes anymore, but still, look at those two. And remember... It's more important to listen to somebody else than it is for them to listen to you. Goodbye, bitches! Skit! <laughs>